All right, here we are, PKN episode 63. Well, you were just saying you wish you understood what made Skype such a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, Skype is such a piece of shit. I don't know if we ever really talk about it on the air, but my camera does this thing where, like, like I, before the show, I'll usually get on and, like, go to the settings and, like, see what my camera looks like so it's at least pointed at me and everything, and I'll zoom it in like I want it and frame it the way I want. But then we start the call, and as soon as Woody touches any program on his computer, seemingly, I lose complete control of my camera, and it goes to complete zoomed out. Like right now, like there's no zoom. Like you're this close to me. Like <laughs> you're, you're like this far away from my face right now. But we're just completely zoomed out. I, I don't know why, why Skype is so shitty. And also the audio issues. Like we test them beforehand. Works just fine. Yeah. If you guys hear this crackling, there's a very slight crackling going on. Kyle recorded himself in Audacity, which is a local program, and it was perfect, implying it's not a hardware thing or anything. It's not until he talks to me over Skype that things are yucky. So, uh, I don't know. But the, there's some upsides to Skype, too. You know, I, I like the way that people can join. I like the way that everyone seems to have it. It's all cool. Um, there, I kind of... I think back to Google Hangouts, just the nature of it. So, what happens now is... Like typically four of us in equal sized boxes on the screen. In Google Hangouts, one guy would be kind of in the forefront. Like that guy would be the big one and everyone else would be on the stripe at the bottom. And I don't know if I love the stripe so much, but looking back, like it was kind of cool to put someone on display in the front. Sometimes that thing would be like a video that we're all watching and then we're all underneath. Yeah. Sometimes that thing would be like, you know, if you or Taylor break out into story time or if I have something I want to say, you could take the front. And, you know, when I lock you in there and it's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I wish there were a way that the boxes were completely customizable because I like what you just described. But the problem is the disparity between the huge box and the tiny boxes. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you've got like this like film reel of, of people down here who are the whole show. Perfect. And then like, ah, oh, here's a video. And you're like, I wonder what. Taylor looks like watching the video. You know? Is that your jeweler's loop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know what the happy median would be for the two, but I wish that the boxes were just dragging, you know, oh, okay, Kyle will be this big and I'll be this yeah. big. I can make the boxes bigger, but, you know, it, it's like the CSI enhance thing, you know, it doesn't work that way. I mean, now you've got big shitty boxes and that's mm -hmm. a, a tricky thing. I have a joke. Uh, my, my PKN horrible joke. Uh, are you ready? I'm always ready. What do you call a nun on a wheelchair? A nun on a wheelchair. Well, in a wheelchair. I Not in a say. wheelchair. So, um, I don't know. Tell me. Virgin Mobile. Ah, that's funny. Ah, that's well, funny. then I fucked up. Let me. Maybe I've got another one. <laughs> uh, uh, it's witty. I, I, I like it. It's a smart one. Virgin Mobile. Okay. All right. Here, uh, maybe this one will be the bad joke I'm looking for. Um, did you hear about the pedophile that could never win a race? No. He was always coming in a little behind. Ah, ah. In my head, I was like, was he always coming up a little short? But it just didn't really make much sense. I, I like that. Coming in a little behind. That's, <laughs> a, that's a child rape joke for those of you who didn't, <laughs> didn't catch that the first time around. All right. I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> my terrible PKN jokes. Uh, I was telling you I lost another pound. I was worried. I, I hadn't weighed, my, weighed myself in a little while, and and uh, the weather got nicer. I felt like, you know, sometimes I was working on the stable, it was just brutal. Brutal. 
Yeah, I'm sweating buckets. Everything is hard. When I come in after even like four hours of working in the heat, it's like you did a thing. It is gorgeous right now. A high of 74. Everything is just lovely. I finished today and, and you know, it's work, but it, it, it wasn't brutal like it was before. And, uh, uh, but it was 197, which is good. That brings me down, uh, I want to say 14 pounds, 13 or 14 pounds total. Nice. See what, yeah, whatever. I'm not doing the math, but, uh, 197, it's the, the new lowest number I've seen in a while. So whatever. I just happen to be trending in the right direction. If it's only, it seems like I'm losing one to three pounds a month, which just isn't that aggressive. But, you know, I hope that it's like a permanent good thing. And I suppose if I'm trending in the right direction, even one to three pounds, I'll call it two pounds a month, is good. Six yeah. months from now, if I'm 185, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, and a year from now, when you're back down to like 150, just keep it going. Yeah, yeah, Don't right. Stop. You'll be a skeleton by, uh, I'm by gonna, the time it's I'll over. be the thinspiration or thinspo. You know? It kind of just for entertainment purposes, it'd be pretty funny if you got really anorexic, but but we just but you kept saying you were trying to lose more. You, you were trying to, you know, how we talked about like trimming the fat on a race car, like boring out the uh, the bolts and cutting them off flush. Like you're doing mm -hmm. stuff like that. You're like, oh, I got another haircut today. I'm down another four grams. <laughs> yeah, just keep going and going. Hang on, I gotta go to the bathroom right now. I think I could I think I could piss out a few more grams here. I, let me see what I can do. Speaking of body transformations, I thought Tom Hanks and Castaway did a pretty neat job. Yeah. I, I forget how much he lost. I have ninety pounds in my head, but I'm not confident in that number. Think it, I'm thinking around forty or fifty. Because he gained the so so he went in fat and filmed the fat stuff and then lost the weight, I think, and filmed the rest. But he looked like the people on um, Naked and Afraid almost. Like, he, he didn't get, like, there's a certain kind of look that Christian Bale got in The Machinist where he was, like, thin-skinned almost, like, really dehydrated down to nothing. That wasn't Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks just was half the man he used to be, you know? Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. It wasted away, yeah. Yeah, wasted away in a certain way. Like, like he wasn't getting... Pro I don't remember what movie it was, but I remember the the guy was losing the weight and he was on a, a diet of bananas, water, and rice the whole time. So he would have that kind of emaciated, just downtrodden, starved look. Hmm. I'm, hmm. Uh, I, I tried to get out and do things today, but just every step of the way, like just things fell apart in front of me. So at first I went... The goal was just to do a couple things. I wanted to I wanted to shoot my 300 blackout AR-15, not this one, but another one I've got, and uh, and I wanted to uh, go see my dad before I went on this trip tomorrow, and I wanted to uh, to deposit a check in the bank that I got from Matt Woodworth. So Love none of guy. those things. I know that check. Of, it was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> none of those things transpired. Not one. So I, uh, I first Kitty's uh, golf cart, the battery was dead, so I spent about half an hour charging it up, and then I left the key on when I was done. So all that just disappeared, you know? It just killed it right away. I, I was like, yeah, got it, good to go. You have to now turn the I'll key off? It. Huh? Yeah, you do, on hers, which okay. was something I wasn't familiar with. I can, um, on, I have a gas one, and that's not the case. Ours is on all the time. It's been on for a year. Hers is gas, too. Oh, I don't know what the fuck, then. It, it, maybe, and, unless maybe you have the, the lights on, that's a different thing. But there, it, mine has uh, off, on, and lights, and I just have it on on. I don't think hers has the lights. In any case, fuck that up. And then I go to uh, I go to my vault and I go to get the suppressor out, and uh, I put my combination in, and it goes beep 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 like it always does. 
but nothing happens. I can't get in. I tried it multiple times and it won't work. The battery is dead on my safe. It uses a, you know, you put the code in and then mm -hmm. a, a battery like actually unlocks it on the inside. Well, that's dead. And I didn't know how to change it, so I had to regroup and I never made it back over there. So I just said, fuck it, never got to the suppressor. Um, then my dad wasn't there, drove around for a while. And while I was doing all that, I forgot to go to the bank. So nothing got accomplished today. It was it's Sunday. Would the bank have been open? No, no. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel even worse about the whole situation. <laughs> that wasn't my goal. I thought that'd go the other way. I thought you'd be like, yeah, I guess you... Deposit slip, I guess. I guess I could have done that. You know, just do the overnight deposit thingy and they would have mm -hmm. handled it. But, you know, just didn't do that either. Just, so, just a... I, I know that check is a good one, but uh, can you use your phone to deposit it? Not with my bank. Like, my bank's mm -hmm. online banking doesn't even work. Uh, oh okay. Like, I, I've never even like like we've went in there four times and talked to our, our like personal banker or whatever about it, and they'll give us the codes and whatnot, and it's never worked not once. Uh, we just go to the bank when we need something done. They know us well enough now. We can just mine them. works, but um, there's a cap. Like it, the account can only put in like I, I think it's two grand a month. It might mm -hmm. be three, and uh, and I have two accounts, so you double that. Like I can use either one, but even so, like sometimes if you have a good check. It's like, ah, you got to go in person and deposit. It sucks. Yeah, First great. world problems, though. Like, yeah, really? I, so. I have to drive to put four grand in the bank? I'm busy, you know. <laughs> but, uh, so just nothing got accomplished. That pissed me off real good. And then I, uh, I went and watched that Bone Tomahawk movie for the second time. And uh, since then, I've just been packing my bags and getting my drones ready to go and planning the trip out. I had a, I've had two good days now. Uh, yesterday, Woody crafted a reset event on... Um, on one of our servers, the survival server for people who care. And, um, uh, and then today, uh, some of the advertising, we've been trying to get people to advertise Woodycraft. And today we got our first one up. That was like, kind of like, all right, now things are rolling and we're working well. I really like the guy too, like the, the, the person behind the channel. And, um, I'm hopeful that this can be, you know, a, a good thing. So, uh, but prior to yesterday, for a week or so, it felt like my life was driving and hitting every red light. Like just everything was, I, I can't even describe what the problems were. It's not that I'm hiding them. I don't, they're not significant, like a red light. It's just every gosh darn thing was harder than it needed to be. And, uh, and then today was a good day and yesterday was a good day. I am um, sheathing. So you know what, you know, but listeners may not like, You've got the, people can kind of picture what a studded out wall looks like, and then you put plywood on it. And this does two things. It has, gives a siding something to nail to, and it also kind of strengthens it up. You know, if I were to just take four pieces of two by four and make a square and then push on a corner, it'd be weak as hell. But if you put plywood on the side of it, now it's all strong because it's, it's fastened to that square. Anyway, today I finished sheathing a side of the barn. And I've been working at it for a while and I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that's a done thing. It feels really <laughs> good to have a done thing. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. So, um, yeah. Chipping away at a little at a time. I, uh, my dad had a big fencing project the other day. They, they mm. put a new fence around, uh, his house that goes like, it starts at the bottom of the driveway and goes all the way up to the, ha around the house, around the back of the house and then back to the end of the driveway again. So I guess shit couple, over th a thousand yards of fence maybe it was a, it was a long fence they had to put it's in so no he joke him, he so, got himself a couple of uh, hired hands what what tool did they use to put it in they used one of those um auger 
augers on the back attachments on the back of the tractor okay the holes, mm -hmm. and then uh and yeah, just did the rest by hand uh, i think he ended up doing he did wooden posts for the most part and then he split he put metal posts in the in the middle and did i think five strands of barbed wire i think that's what he did this time it's he's, a barbed wire fence uh-huh yeah he's done electric forever but something always happens to the electric for one reason or another i like the electric but it's it's got to be really well maintained even you know if a, if a limb or something gets on it like it diffuses the charge and mm -hmm. it, you can't it ground it. Yeah. And yeah. Limb can get issues. to it. And, um, you might know more about this than me, but I think if you let your grass too tall and it touches it, then that'll either weaken the, the charge or kill it. It'll definitely kill the grass. I, I've seen uh, that. That's always fun to see. Oh, I, I mean, I've read online about how, like when the, if you let the grass under the fence get tall, which isn't crazy cause you can't mow under the fence, but if yeah. the grass under the fence starts touching it, then you get trouble. You know, you yeah. can, Eventually. Depends how much grass, like like a few blades of grass. You know, for each blade of grass, the the thing mm -hmm. is weaker. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but the main problem is, without you knowing it, the fence could not be working, and then cattle get out, and people start calling in the middle of the night, want to know why your cattle are in town, and that sort of thing. That's happened before. Um, and then you're in town getting cattle. Um, <laughs> That's happened to my um, to this house. Now I now I haven't owned it, but. They used to have some goats, and the neighbors used to have some goats or something, and then there were cattle involved, and sometimes they'd call up and be like, you know, hey, you, you got to keep your cattle out of my yard. They're, yeah. you know, eating they're shitting pooping. in my yard. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're eating my grass and pooping, and neither, like, you want cattle? Keep them on your property. So, um, anyway, I had a good day. A big sense of accomplishment. I'm... <sighs> I know I've been all talk for a long time, and I may very well still still be, but I've been looking at trucks lately, and I'm kind of excited. I was looking at an 09 Power Stroke. Um, it's the 6.4, which is supposed to be better than the 6.0. I don't know, but it's the Cabela's edition. Do you want me to find it for you? That sounds super redneck, man. <laughs> the Cabela's edition. It's, is it all camoed out? No. Um... Does it have like some special leather seats? It does. Bella's edition, like like. Um, I'm gonna. Bella's is like an outdoor retailer for those who don't know. There, I've given you a link. I'll, I guess I'll do the PKA thing. Shit, wrong one. Very powerful truck. It. Uh, I'll make it one stop bigger. For people who want to see this thing, it's green. It's a four-door truck. It um, The inside, to me, looks a lot like a King Ranch. It has that kind of saddleback leather thing going on there. Um, it has the Ford Sync system, which I think it sucks, but it does integrate with your iPhone, so it should be able to play Spotify and stuff like that. And um, That's steering wheel, huh? Yeah, right? Now, I look at that steering wheel. I'm going to try and show it to people. Um, there. It looks dirty. And I'm like, can you clean that with the magic eraser? Or is it worn off? What am I looking at? It, it's worn off. It's worn hmm. off. It, it's, it, that, that, it's the coloring. Of if that. you look, look to the right side of it, mm -hmm. do you think that's not dirty? So if you look, there's two pictures of the steering wheel side by side. Yes, you it looks to me. It, it looks to me like through use, they've worn off the 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 dye that's in the leather, and you're seeing the black underneath. Mm. Like I've seen that before. It's just 
it's 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 ruined to be honest. But I don't think that's an, a real expensive fix. I mean, you could take that somewhere and get leather the same color as the seats put on there by hand, and it wouldn't be that expensive. That might be a thing. I'm looking It'll, at this. If you look at the right side steering wheel, mm -hmm. it has like radio controls and the phone. Like you can answer the phone with a button on the steering wheel, which is uh, pretty slick compared to what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I might go see it in person and see what the scoop is on it. Yeah, drive it. Yeah, maybe I'll I don't do know. If, I don't know when the last time you were in a truck that sits this high was, but when you're in one of these, like you're really high up. Scott was talking about how he hopped in um, a standard size Chevrolet the other day and it made it feel like a car. He, he's like, it feels like I'm driving a damn car in an F1. It was an F150. He's like, drove that F150 with that EcoBoost. What does he have? A 250? Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty similar to what you got here, but it's a new one. Yeah. I, I think he's got cloth seats as well. I was looking at, you know, so I showed a different one to Chiz. It was a 2007 uh, King Ranch. And uh, he's like, you're settling for this truck. And it's like, all right, hypothetically, let's not settle for a truck. Let's get the one I really want. $67,000. You know... That's forty grand over the asking price here. Forty grand. You've literally got to be the king of a ranch to get to have a sixty-seven thousand dollar truck. I, like, <laughs> I, 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 if I'm honest, you know, I, like I've got, I, I could write a check for that. But the reason I can write a check for that is that I don't write checks like that. You know? Oh, shucks, I, I clicked the wrong button. That's a, you know, I think Scott's truck was sixty grand. I think we were talking about that just the other day. Uh, I was asking him how much he owed on it and this and that and what the pay his payments are pretty pretty stiff. And we were talking about all that, and uh, and yeah, I think he, he's like paid sixty grand for that fucking truck. He's like, I, I take care of it, and I was like, yeah, 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 because because like I think oh I know what happened. Uh, one of the guys my dad had hired for him like squeezed an ATV between Scott's truck and a tree when he should have just went around. He, he's like, mm -hmm. motherfucker. He's like, I'll drag him off that four wheeler. He's like, I paid <laughs> I paid sixty thousand dollars for that truck. He gets a scratch in my truck. I'll drag him off there, and whip his ass. See the. <laughs> One, I think his feelings are validated. Like, I, I, I agree with what he's got going on there. And two, I don't want that in my truck. Like, in my truck now, I'll drive over a curb. I drive, I, I'll bump into shit. I don't give a fuck. Um, and I, I like that. If I'm dirty, I feel okay hopping in my truck. And then I, I was, my friend bought a car recently. And um, he got a nice one. He got a... I don't want to give too much away, but it, he, he got a, it's lightly used. It was almost new and it was 50 grand. And, uh, that's a lot like 50 grand. I, I told my wife about it and she's like, man, you know, we started looking at cars that were 30 grand and, and it was like, he could love this, you know, like this is a really nice car. It, it's all the phone. Like it, it, to me, one of the things I started evaluating cars by is how well, how well it integrates with your phone. It sounds dumb, but now whenever I hop in Jackie's car and I have to like plug it in and that's all it's got, I start to realize like, yeah, you know, as a baseline, I would really like to have Bluetooth integration. When I get into a car that doesn't have XM, I feel the same way. It's like, I, I really like the Howard Stern show. Like I listen to it on a daily basis for several hours. Um, mm -hmm. and Cause they, they're all, even if it's not a new show from that day, cause I, don't, I think they only do like four shows a week now. And I know they've moved to a different time slot, you know, an hour or two ahead. Um, so I'm not sure how much new content they make every week, but there's always like they call it the Sternthology. It's mm -hmm. just reruns of his best stuff, and and uh, so I'm always listening to it. And if I get into a car without it, I'm just like, 
the fuck am I going to listen to now? Music? <laughs> I don't want any part of that. So <laughs> I, could, I could definitely relate. I, I think I'm going to go look at this thing tomorrow. I'm going to hop in the truck, go over there, see if they have it. And uh, it wouldn't be insane. Like, just come home with it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm sure in your car salesman days, there were lots of people who were like, yeah, I'm not looking to buy today. Every one of them. Right. But, you know, you put together the right deal. And, and the, right the, amount, the right amount of enthusiasm. That's what's important. It's about, guess what we're here for today, Mr. Customer? Today's car buying day. Let's go. <laughs> like, I got a wonderland back there full of them, you know, if, if they could ever get as excited as you were about this new car, like, yeah, but nobody ever came, I, very I, rarely. I like to think I'm somewhat immune to the salesman charm. You want to charm me? Let's talk numbers. But, um, uh, you know, if if he took my cars, my that Tacoma as a trade-in, and we were in the teens when it was all said and done, I think he'd get a check. Oh, that won't happen. I mean, your honestly, your Tacoma's probably only worth like two thousand dollars on a trade-in to them. Uh, three maybe. Three is a number I had in my head, and I, I look at this and it says twenty-five, but it says twenty-five nine ninety-five, so it says twenty-six. Was that a? I, I didn't even look. It's an 09 power truck, stroke. but I didn't notice. Oh, it's at a dealership. Okay. I it's it's at a little like carry imports like a mom and pop like a lesser known it. Like it, Capital Ford, for example, in this area is one of those four dealerships with 600 trucks on the lot. Yeah. I suspect these guys have 50 cars on the lot, like that kind of dealership. And, um, but it, I don't know, it looks nice in there. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so they're asking 26. If you say the Tacoma's worth three, now they're at 23. If they move three on the truck. So, do the 2009s have that 200,000 mile powertrain warranty? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. That sounds really long to me. The new ones do. Oh, do they? The yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Because if so, this one would still be under warranty. Yeah. That would be a, a good thing. You know, maybe get it checked out somewhere. And if there's anything wrong with it, get it fixed under warranty. Um, I'd want to see the Carfax and I'd pay attention to what the inside of that bed looks like. And uh, That's the thing, too. You know what I look at? Um the tow hitch too like it it's worth it to, if if it's a diesel like this i don't know if people are interested in car talk but if it's a diesel like this and there's no fifth wheel hitch in the bed that's a positive thing to me like all right this thing's never been towing rvs and you know skid steers and stuff like that yeah. uh <clears throat> so if there's no fifth if there's no it's called a fifth wheel, right? A fifth wheel gooseneck those things all kind of confuse me but um i call it, the ball uh, uh, you know a ball in the back that works. Um, so if that thing's not there, I'll, I'll consider that a plus. Um, uh, I look at the actual like receiver thing. If that thing has paint in it, that's a really good sign to me, assuming that it doesn't look freshly painted. But yeah, if that thing looks like it has OEM paint in it, then it, it probably hasn't towed much with it at all. It's just been a driver's car. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, go take a look at it. And, and make sure you... They should already have done the Carfax since they own the vehicle. Like. Mm -hmm. So they, in my experience, um, they should have it in a drawer, um, and they could just get it for you. So it says clean, clean, clean. This Cabela's edition power stroke diesel has it all clean Carfax, four wheel drive, leather oh. seats and sunroof. 
Um, what makes a Carfax clean? Uh, no wrecks. Yeah, that's oh, what the Carfax oh, that's what you're looking about. for. Yeah, I want to make sure nobody's wrecked this thing. Nobody's like, no, nope, they haven't like flooded it and, and and repaired it and make make sure nothing awful has happened to this thing. You can you know you could also see how many owners the things had in the past. All that stuff matters to me. Like you know, things if this thing's had four owners in six years, that might be telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see the number of owners is often shown in these ads. This one doesn't mention it, so um, I don't know. I'll, uh, tomorrow could be car buying day or not. I uh, I don't part with my hard-earned cash very easily, but uh, I, it, this is what's happened to me. Before I got my Tacoma, I would walk through the parking lot, and this is a recycled story, and every car I walked past, I would prefer over that Ford Focus that I was driving. And um, it was an awful feeling. Every one of them. Like, here's a Camry. Yeah. that Camry's not a car I want, but I take it over that Focus. You know, yeah. here's a Corolla. Same class, but take it over the Focus. Everything. Some beat-up F100, you know, old and rusted on the hood. Yeah. I'd trade my Focus for that. I'd trade everything for this Focus. Get me out of it. Now, my current truck... There are times when I really like it. I, you know, I grow attached to all things that have like done work for me, miswired that way. But uh, pretty much every truck on the road that I look at, I might trade for it. Like every truck, every F-150 out there, every you know, three-quarter ton truck, everything I bump across, I'm like, ah. You know, I want to get at a spot again where like this one, the one that is mine, the one that I chose is the one that I prefer. And uh, I... I I'm kind of losing that with my current truck. What I like most about my current truck is that it doesn't depreciate anymore. It's worth two or three grand. Next year it will be two, and the year after that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you should trade it in at all. Like you were talking about, like that's the, my dad has always kept like an old truck that that was like a work truck. So no matter how filthy he is, he doesn't care. He'll get in there and like he'll let his dogs pile in there and like. You know, if, they, if, if his dogs then chew something off the interior, he just doesn't fucking care because it's just, you know, it's a truck with 100, 200, 300,000 miles on it. That's, so he's always got like a, a junk truck or a work truck. I, th- I think you should hang on to the Tacoma for sure. I wouldn't trade it in. You're never going to get the value. That $3,000 pales in, in, in comparison to the value that truck has to you. I mean, I'm sure if you had $3,000 in one hand and, and that truck in the other, like it's a no brainer. That truck's worth way more to you. Um, maybe, I don't know. I, I need to get my head in the, um, I, I've got some land now, right? I could never park a third vehicle at my last house. Like, I don't know where I'd put it. Uh, in front of our house, it was on a cul-de-sac. So the, the lot was kind of shaped like a pie. You know, it had a big backyard and a narrow front because that's what happens when you live on a cul-de-sac. So we like, we couldn't park in. There was room for our mailbox up front, and not much else. Like you, know, you could park maybe vertically, you know, like not yeah, against when the I, curb. Yeah, when I came, like I pulled in behind somebody and blocked him in. Yeah, you know, and that that was like the only way. You, um, I mean, in a temporary case, you could park in front of a neighbor's house, like you know, for you to visit or something. But but by and large, we didn't have parking for a third car, and I could never own a trailer or anything like that. Now I'm like, maybe I do keep the truck yeah, you got plenty of room to park that thing somewhere you know you could, you could get one of those outdoor car sheds for like 550 installed you know one of those two car outdoor garages and 
attach it to that barn or stable and be done. Yeah, or that I I have to look. The stable has like five carports, but they're only like fourteen feet long, so it would stick out. Yeah. Um, the stable has room for a car inside it. Uh, it would be in the way because we work on it every day right now. But that's an option for when it's finished. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, maybe we keep it around for. Yeah, I just I just feel like that's. You got so much sentimental value in that thing, and I mean, just looking at that truck—that's your truck. Like I've never seen one like that. You got the bumpers going on and everything. Like, yeah, every I, one I of those dents was put there burnt. on a really weird day on you know top of mountains next to rocks bigger than most cars. You know, like <laughs> it, that's not a parking lot dent right there. That that I wasn't sure I'd get home that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, and uh, you know the the front bump. You know why there's no front bumper? We were in a flood, you know, and I was driving over rocks and across trees trying to get out of a flood. It was a wreck. And uh, it was damaged before that, but that was the coup de grace. And um, I don't know. Yeah, so maybe I will keep it. Who knows? So, so I don't want to spoil the, uh, the Bone Tomahawk movie, but I just want to say to anyone who's listening to this now, if you want to see a really good Western slash scary movie... Hmm. Um, you should definitely watch Bone Tomahawk. Maybe scary is not the right word, but it's really good. It's an independent movie. Um, it's got Kurt Russell and uh, Matthew Fox from um, uh, uh, Lost and uh, several other good actors who I, I can't think of. Is right that the now, lead but... character, the main brown-haired, good-looking guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, with the, like, like really short, uh, dark hair from Lost, that guy. Um, and basically, like... Uh, I, w I won't give anything away. I'll just say that they made this movie for $1.8 million. It was an independently made movie. It seems the actors really didn't take any pay at all. And uh, it was excellent. Yeah. I, uh, you were saying I, they I work for it. like the, the union minimum. Like yeah, they, they would couldn't... have to. Yeah. yeah. They probably work for like 50 grand a piece. And uh, it, it's excellent. It's the best movie I've seen in a while. Um, I liked it a lot. It felt really real, really gritty to me. And uh, it reminded me of The Searchers. Have you ever seen that old John Wayne movie? Where the so there's a movie called The Searchers where this girl is kidnapped oh, by I the I said Indians. no for the audio listeners. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's a movie called uh, The Searchers where John Wayne and a party of three more people, I think, go to look for uh, a girl who's been kidnapped by Indians. And this is so much better than that. This is that on steroids. This is, this is much better. It, it is slow-paced at times. Uh, it's, it's a real slow burn there for the first 80% of the movie, and you're just kind of waiting on something to to really kick off but I uh, as far as westerns go I thought it was very very good and uh, and I liked it a lot I've seen it twice and I watched it last night and then I watched it maybe 30 minutes ago for the second time there's um it's it's older ish now maybe six years old or something but true grit is an underappreciated yeah. western I think Coen Brothers right I think that's a Coen Brothers movie I, I really I like know. that um, I really like that. You got Matt Damon and uh, the, the girl they had uh, playing the girl. She did a really good job. And uh, Rooster Cogburn being played by, um, what's his name? He was the one who used the uh, our sponsor. that We have the sponsor who makes the websites. Uh, and, You're thinking and of Jeff Squarespace. Bridges. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges <laughs> killed Jeff it in that movie. Jeff Bridges doing his best Jeremy accent. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was really good. And um, good. I won't. Yeah, this is totally not a spoiler. I want to think about it so to make sure I didn't spoil anything. But, uh, you know, one of the characters really shows the grit and 
it, like it all ties in and I'm like, yeah, I like this. You know, like I was just really impressed with the. I, I don't think that my movie was is as good as that movie, but I really I think that movie is a real masterpiece. I I, uh, mm. I liked everything about that uh, True Grit movie. It was it was better than its uh, uh, than the original. I thought they did an excellent job. Jeff Bridges is amazing, and then like I said, you got Matt Damon and the girl who played the girl. Um, she did a great job too. But that was a real stretch for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like I think the original they they didn't have an they had an adult playing this girl if I remember correctly, and it just it didn't work. It did, you know. I didn't see like, the original, but you're not the first one who's mentioned to me that the new, the remake was better. Yeah, um, I, I don't think everybody agrees with that, but I certainly do. Um, I don't think Bone Tomahawk is is on par with that movie because I really do think that movie's a, a four star gem. But Bone Tomahawk really, like after it was over, I was like, Whew. "All right then, all right then, <laughs> good." That seems like a Kyle's dad thing. Like, I watched um, I watched a movie recently. Shit. So, uh, it, it's a western. Um, there's kind of a pretty boy who's not meant to be in the woods by himself, and he gets saved by someone else because they shoot the two bad guys in the opening scene. I think we were looking forward to it. I, uh, oh man, I, I could say more, but I'm, it's, I'm, I have a habit of doing spoilers. And I used is it to, a movie we've watched? I, I don't, uh, I'm pretty sure we've both seen it, but I don't know that we've seen it together. And, the, uh, do you know any of the actors? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Uh, I'm going to do a Google search. Uh, Appaloosa isn't really like that. In the woods. There is a, at the end of the movie, there is a big fire in a field in the Western. It doesn't help you. I am not thinking of it now. Western with a fire in a field. And it's a newish movie, like it's the last five years or so. Yeah, maybe even last two. Shucks. I'd ping Chiz right now if I could, but he'd would be on like it would change the Skype and I'd lose your image and probably show my last conversations with him. Shit, you don't know it? No, I don't. A fire in the field. Yeah. So there's a boy, he's kind of a pretty boy. He instantly gets saved by this bounty um, hunter. Was it sl We watched Slow West. It might have been Slow West. At the but but that's the one where at the end you you literally had the salt being poured in the wounds. You remember that? that I think that, that's that, true. That, like, yeah. Reference. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, okay. That was okay. I think this is better. A lot of people. So I, I like I mentioned it before. I'm on the movie subreddit a lot, and they love Slow West. They're like, oh, the cinematography, oh, <laughs> and the camera movement, oh, and I'm just like, yeah, this stuff's great. But I mean, if I want camera movement, like go to something like Gravity, where the camera is literally on some sort of weird custom-made gimbal rig, like spinning and rotating and keeping you tracking on the characters' faces and rant crazy shit that's never been done before. Um, I didn't. Slow West was too slow. They they could have sped it up a little bit. It was mm -hmm. it was really slow West, and I, the title made me think it was about a mentally handicapped man in the West. Anyway, I I, <laughs> I kept picturing that over. I, sometimes I see that sign "Slow Children at Play," and I'm looking for like kids with helmets on, like 
<laughs> I, I, but that's how I felt. They about really it. need a comma in there, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Slow. Slow. Children at play. play. Yeah. yeah. They don't specify. But um. <laughs> but yeah. If you've you got to so oh the other thing about Bone Tomahawk, I don't think it had a theatrical release. I think it went straight to video on demand, mm. uh, which is often a sign. It used to be a sign of real shit. Mm -hmm. um, but lately, it seems like it's a sign of a movie that. Someone had an idea that the, the big studio didn't think they could sell very well, but they went ahead and did it anyway with the help of either investors or actors who also believed in the project. Um, and this is one of them. Man, for $1.8 million, like, I, I, I compare that budget to movies, um, the, the next James Bond movie, $250 million. That's, that's what the budget has ballooned up to now. Um, and there is no way in hell that this movie is 120 times better uh, than, than what I just watched. I mean, Pan. I oh already a colossal failure right just dude. I, I saw the preview and I was like they're about to fuck up <laughs> like look <laughs> out here comes a bomb and sure enough it I don't I think it might be out of theaters now like really <laughs> is it I, I I'm somewhat interested in it I I'm, I'm interested I um I like John Carter do you know that film I know that film. I just, I think I saw John Carter. I, I was in California for some trip, right? So I'm literally in Hollywood. And I, I go and um, they, uh, there's like a, it's not a band, but it's like an automated band. And you see like instruments going and it plays the hooray for Hollywood. And then the, yeah. the curtains come across and it's an experience my movie theater doesn't provide. Like, they don't That's celebrate cool. Hollywood in front of every movie. They're just, like, somewhat entertaining commercials or something, a quizzes you can watch, previews in movie. This is like a, like, it gets you in, like... Like an animatronic orchestra, it sounds like. Exactly. And, and I'm really like, all right, this is the silver screen. It still happens now. It's not just, like, 1950s Godzilla bullshit and whatever. Like, I'm about to take in John Carter. And it put me in the mood. And I watched it. And I liked the movie. I didn't love the movie. I thought the movie was good. I thought that, you know, like, it, I, I, with the, the budget was so big, it, it seemed like the press wouldn't forgive them unless they came up with the next Hobbit, you know, yeah. or, or the next Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or something. And it wasn't that successful. If I but remember, I liked it. I, there was a bunch wrong with that. I, I think originally that movie was based on something like called The Princess of Mars, but they felt like that was too intimidating to men, so they made it John Carter from Mars. They felt like that would turn off sci people who make people think it was all sci-fi, which it is. And so they made it John Carter, and it's just like I didn't, I did, honestly didn't care for that one. I felt like that was a big CGI flop in the May. I didn't like it. I, I um. There's a lot of movies I don't like, to be honest, and I, that, that everybody likes. And I, and I but I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like the people that I read write on the movie subreddit that that just tear apart everybody's work. You know, like like some guy will make a post and it'll be like eight. It'll be like five imager links and it'll be like these are five movies that I think everyone should should know about that came out this year. And and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, some of those are good. Oh yeah, I saw that one. That was good. And then some guy will tear it apart. He's like, no. These are five movies that no one has heard about that they should watch. And I'm like, and you look at all these, these like three French films and a silent film made in like the Netherlands. And it's just like, come on, like, no, like, no, no, that's ridiculous. Don't, I don't want to see the silent film from the Netherlands. Like, I, I believe film is an art. Okay. But I agree 100%. Like As a matter of fact, sometimes I want to watch a movie that's good. 
And I wish that I could watch, like, I want to know what's recently released now that had big budgets. Someone help me sort by movies that had giant budgets. And I know budget and movie quality are not, they don't go hand in hand all the time. There's some great million dollar movies or hundred thousand dollar movies. And there's some lousy $250 million movies. But there's something about a big budget movie that you know is going to be all in. You know, you hope it is. You hope it is. It, there's, I like to see what 250 million can buy. You know, like like let's see what someone who was sparing no expense came up with. Out yeah, there. the guy who didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, how much the CGI was going to cost or how much the post production was going to cost. How, the guy who who. I'm sure there's plenty of movies where they want 10 cars in the car chase, but they can only afford five. Well, let's watch the movie where they just got 20 for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something to be said for that. I like big blockbuster movies as much as anybody, but I really like strong acting. I need to believe it. And that's what I, with this Bone Tomahawk mm-hmm. movie, because all the actors are big actors. They're all, um, in one way or another, not like A-list guys, but like I know them. Like, um, God, the, there's a drifter who's who's maybe only got a dozen lines, and it's played by um, Courtney Cox's ex-husband. What's that fucking guy's name? Let me uh, let me find. Shia LaBeouf. That's absolutely not right. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm here to help. Courtney oh, Courtney, Cox, Co- David Arquette. David Arquette. So he he's got a very small role. He's just he's in there. Um, he's he kind of sets some things in motion, and but he's only got maybe a dozen lines. Every, uh, you ever you ever watch Rob Zombie's movies? Those no. awful horror movies. So he makes really um, gory horror movies, and there's this one ugly guy who's just disgusting, and he's in all of them. Let me see. Strong acting is cool, right? There, there's actors like Will Smith who. Well, that's not a good example because I'm just thinking of his like um, seven pounds. Is that what his movie? I think it's eight pounds. Eight pounds. Eight and a half pounds or something. Eight and a half pounds. He did another one. Around the same time period. So Will Smith has done some great work, but let's pretend a hypothetical Will Smith who had only done Independence Day and um, Men in Black and stuff like that. His acting in that is good, but it's not powerful, right? He doesn't ruin it and break character and not pull it off. But he's not. You don't look at him and just feel like, like, like. Um, in Breaking Bad, when Walter White really fucking sells it, you know, that's what you think of me? That's what you think of me? That someone will knock on my door at night and come in here and hurt us? No! I am the one who knocks, right? Like, like when he delivers that shit, you're like, whoa! Like, it, now, we are experiencing... I didn't know he could do that. I knew him from Malcolm in the Middle, which was fine. He acted well in Malcolm in the Middle, but he didn't deliver a forceful performance. It didn't call for that. I didn't know he could do that. Yeah. And and every so often someone delivers a forceful performance and you're like, fuck. Oh my God. This is great. And and I'm hoping that what is it called? Bone West? Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. I'm hoping Bone Tomahawk has some of those movements because it moments, because it, it sounds like it might. It, I feel like it does, and I like the dialogue. I feel like it's, it's got almost Tarantino-ass sort of whimsical um, dialogue. Uh, like there will be conversations that have nothing to do with the plot of the film. There's one point where like they're lying there. Are you sure you're going to tell you this? I really, yeah, this, I'm about this, to this, see it tonight. Okay, all right. <laughs> Just random bullshit conversations and a whimsical way of speaking to each other that's like Old West language with like some modern spin on it, so it's... It's it's witty and uh, uh, I, I really like this movie. Um, maybe you'll hate it, but 
uh, make sure you watch it to the end. It's a great movie. All right. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh, that's the guy. That's the other guy who's in the movie, but just an, also a small role. This Sid Haig guy. He's a strong actor, but I feel like normally you just have some like guy. Who is he? You wouldn't even recognize. Sid um, Haig. Do I? Is he? Yeah. You probably wouldn't know him unless you've seen this House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, or um, I think he was in Kill Bill Volume Two, according to this. But I didn't. Oh. All his. No, I know his face. Yeah, a very ugly guy. Real. He usually plays villains and stuff like that. Um. He's a he's he's got he also very small role. Um, there's another guy. Let's see. Anyway, um, all, many of the small roles are populated by uh, professional actors. I'll say that guys who know know what they're doing. They're not extras. They're not uh, guys who aren't who are trying to make it. Like they're est- they're all established actors, and they don't half-ass it. it I feel like um, I'm trying to think. Of some, Robert De Niro phones it in a lot. Robert Nero is a really strong actor, and if you go back to some of his older movies, I mean, Heat, stuff like, there's that scene in Heat where he's sitting at the table across from his nemesis, and they're talking to each other, and it's intense, and it's real. But he phones it in, like, 50-60% of the time these days. Who's, perfect, um, Meet the Falkers, yeah. or something yeah, like there that? there you go. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah, just phoning it in, taking the paycheck, and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but in this movie, I feel like Kurt Russell is giving it everything he's got. That guy's been an actor since he was 10 or something like that. Now he's like 60-something, 70, and he killed it. And at his age, he still pulled off like a badass role. Um, not like a die-hard trilogy badass. Like he's not jumping off mountaintops, but he's got true grit as well. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I'm psyched. I'm, I'm psyched. I, I feel like... I- <laughs> I don't, maybe this is too far, but when I hear someone who's never seen Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, and it's like, oh my, you have a world of of greatness that that, that like I envy. You're about to lose your Breaking Bad virginity. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be yeah. fantastic. Uh, I, I I'm hoping that this is something like that. I am. Um, oh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm gonna watch Rick and Morty. I'm told that this thing is amazing. It's animated. Someone mm-hmm. wrote me on the on Reddit. And was like, Woody, you should check this out. He's like, I am not an animated guy. I'm not the thing. But there's a reason Reddit has such a hard-on for this. You've got to see it. And uh, I've seen a lot of uh, Rick and Morty posts, especially recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not in on the joke, so I don't even click them. But yeah, I'm right there it, with you. I'm with right that th- big of a, a fan base, there must be something to it. Exactly, yeah. Like, every so often. And, and th- you know what that happens to me, too, with? I think I jumbled on my words, but that also happens with women sometimes. Like the whole world will go, you know, have a hard on for, I don't know, like that Rajowski lady, uh, something Rajowski, who was in the the movie with Robin Thicke, the Blurred Lines video, naked, super okay. hot, but she's just a. I know what you're talking about. There'll it, be an it girl. There'll and, be an and, it girl, and I'm like, I don't even see it. Like Lindsay Lohan was one, and it wasn't until a long time later I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I see it now. Yeah. She was an extraordinary beauty, and I just was blind to it at the time. She's God, not anymore. She's so hot. Lindsay Lohan? She was, yes. I, I, I saw a couple of her roles, like when she was in... Um, mean Girls and Kirby. Go back Kirby to is the two. one I was looking for, the one with the car, right? Oh, very Yeah, nice. she was very peeking nice. in Kirby in terms oh, of... Oh, and, and, and that movie back in the day where she played her, t- played her own twin... Woo. Wait, She's no, that's high. pedo. Oh, she was like seven, maybe eight. <laughs> oh. yeah. like, are you trying to draw me into one here? <laughs> Lick your hair. I usually do these solo. 
yeah, yeah. I, I always thought Lindsay Lohan was super hot. I uh, I dated a girl um, in high school or at, right after high school, a little bit of both, who looked a lot like her, and, and I always thought that she was super hot. I, I like. I still do. Like, like she's had a rough time of it, and she's aged some, but mm-hmm. not that bad. Not that bad. A little I- cocaine here, a little alcohol poisoning there nothing wrong with that i was reading about her uh it was a long thing it must have been like fifteen thousand words in the new york times i think and uh, uh it was all about working with her and stuff and she had taken this role where it was more of an artsy film and you know hoping to like be rediscovered as a serious actor and a lot of big budget places don't want to hire her because you don't know she could just coke up and be unable to finish the film and such mm-hmm. go into rehab yeah, she's a real problem. So she needed to like do a smaller thing. And um, she was a nightmare to work with. She was really rough, super demanding, needing her trailer, needing her time, coming in late, like not really demonstrating the professionalism that you're looking for. And she was the only like, I'll call her A-list actor in the thing. Whoa, something crazy again. And uh, for audio people, his camera shook. But yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway... But then when it came time to act, she crushed it. She like cried on command. She had the highs, the lows, like she really delivered a performance. And it's like, right, that's why she's who she is. She's like Robert Downey Jr. was in her spot at her age too. That guy was a cokehead. Guy was always, it seemed like in jail for DUI or some sort of bad public behavior, running around in his underwear or whatever. Charlie Sheening it. And, uh, then he That's, got his act together and the guy can act. And. That Lindsay Lohan uh, part, did you read the part where she explained how she was able to cry in that scene? She was did you see the same? Th- what, did you read the same thing I did? You Maybe. Think? Was it about her father abusing her and, her and her going back to that? I don't recall that, but you, it might yeah. have been there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, like if it was on that movie subreddit, I read it. I, I read probably 20 or 30 posts there a day, like whatever the top ones are. The thing but I read were, was probably three or four years ago. They were they were talking about that. Um, I guess she was on scene, and they were all just really blown away by by like her. She she starts crying, and, and it's super emotional. It's it's looked so real, and they were like, "Wow, what was that?" And she's just like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm just thinking about some stuff I went through with my dad." And it was just like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." And it was a scene I think where like the dad is beating her or something like mm-hmm. that. So, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think she's a. I, look, I think a- being an actor is a really, really easy job, and I, and I hear actors say that all the time. I think being, a- a- if you're just going to be the guy who just has a few lines and has to come in and be like, "Superman's down the street, everyone, let's go look." Like if, you, if that's your line, like whatever bullshit. I think it you is. crush that, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, so believable. But you know, if it's some random shit like that, I feel like that stuff's easy. And they do take after take after take. It's digital. It's free, right? Virtually, I mean, there's people's time mm-hmm. on the uh, there, but you know. More or less, shoot as many as it takes. But when you've got to get, what I'm impressed by is when they're like real dramatic performances where I, I'm looking in the actor's eyes and I see little, little bits of realization as they're having a conversation. There's a part in this movie where Kurt Russell's talking to a woman and he's asking some questions. And when she reacts in a nonverbal way, you can look in his eyes and see that he's, oh, all right then. Like he, there's, he's just, you, it, he doesn't he have vibes to it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a movie called Soldier. Do you remember that? He worked out for a year and a half uh, prior to that. <laughs> I, I read this thing shortly after it came out about how ridiculous his pay was compared to his dialogue. Um, I, I, he might have had 11 words in that film. Something like Very that. Few. Yeah. It, 
there have to have been some sentences, but there was very few words in the whole film. And uh, I hadn't seen it when I read this, and I'm like, wow, that, that shit. Wow. He makes, like, $93,000 a word? A word? You know? Like, it could retire forever based on what happened on PKN so far. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I saw it, and it was like, one, like you said, he became, the body transformation is a ton of work. And uh, two, he did a lot more acting than just speaking. Like, the, the, there was a lot of nonverbal stuff. You, you watched a whole movie full when of highs and lows. When he interacts with the boy... He's at, he's at, he has an interaction with the boy with the snake, and he's like showing him how to smash it with the boot and everything. And it's, it's, it's all in his eyes. Like he's just looking at him. He's not saying a word. Um, I, I like that movie a lot. That's one of my favorite. I like Kurt Russell a lot. He's one of my favorite actors, I think. Hmm. I don't think he's ever done a movie that I thought was just. Yeah. Shit. I, I mean, he's done some. All right. So, like Big Trouble in Little China. Some people might say that's a shitty movie. But you got to take it for what it is. Long time ago. And I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah. And I think he did a good job. You know, mm-hmm. he's funny. Uh, he's, he plays a character who thinks he's the star of the movie, but isn't. Oh, wait. If you watch it, that one again. <laughs> if, um, if you watch him with Goldie Hawn, it's usually pretty crappy. I liked that. I, uh, so Overboard, the one yeah, where yeah. she gets amnesia and marries her. I like that movie. I've seen it. I've seen it six times. I guess I liked it too. What am I saying? I, I did like that movie. I've seen it more than once. She's out there in that one piece bikini and like like talking <laughs> shit to him and and like like won't pay him because he, she do, he doesn't like the cedar he used or whatever. And uh, it's I, I like it a lot. And then the ending. There's that twist where everything works out. And that's. I, like, oh, I yeah. like her. That's also. not a spoiler. Like I won't describe it exactly, but everything works out. Yeah, but I well, guess you know, it's, it's a twenty-year-old movie. Comedy. Everything always works out. Yeah, um, uh, I'm, it's, it's gonna be cool. So yeah, I, I don't know if this is one that that Jackie would be. Uh, I don't think so. She won't even watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Then. Yeah. yeah. I still have this truck up over here. It, it was posted a month ago. It's probably gone. Hmm. How long does a car sit on a lot? It really depends a lot. It could sometimes they sit there a long time, like months and months and months, uh, mm. and that that can be a sign of that can be a sign of a lot of things. Maybe it's just that car lots in an area where big trucks aren't selling well, or that that part- or like you know a Porsche isn't going to sell well at this place. Blah blah blah. But sometimes they sit there a while, months and months. It depends on their inventory and a lot of things. Yeah. Well, if it's still there, I'll I'll know one thing. It's been sitting for a month. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I I would think that's a positive in my negotiating. Yeah, probably position. so. I've always wondered if like like with that, if you can look the Carfax up and find out who the previous buyer was. I wonder if it's possible to like track him down and ask what the dealership gave him. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, I, and I don't know what to. I mean, I can do the KBB is online now. You can go there and they'll tell you what you should pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's a good starting place. You know, that, that's a good data point. Yeah, it can be. I, I it's it's hard to tell. I like I like to look at the the trade in value and kind of give them a, a, a couple thousand from there, and, and maybe it has that, that too. Same page, you know. Usually, and that's usually what it is. Like trade in value would be like seventeen. Like you should expect to pay whatever twenty two. I mean, that's a bigger spread, I think. But yeah. When we would take a car in, I think it cost eight hundred dollars to go to process a car. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, and that included like detailing it, washing it, and running the Carfax and running it through the the mechanics and uh, and then just sitting it on the lot. And I think there was just some like bullshit fee where it's like, yeah, every time that you guys bring a car into our dealership, you know, 
this much money goes up top, you know. But it was like eight hundred dollars, and, and so you knew that it was going to be eight hundred dollars more than what uh, you took it in on trade. So my my friend, for example, took in a nice uh, Cadillac on trade one time. Knew his roommate needed a new car and was like, "Hey, I got a brand new. I got a Cadillac over here for ten thousand eight hundred dollars if you want it, and it's awesome." And you know, he came in that day and. They didn't even. Uh, I don't even think they processed it. They just gave it to him. That was it. Well, he gave him some money, but right. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So I'm flying. Uh, I'm flying to Texas tomorrow. I'm going to start my my trip. I think I'll be back on Friday in time to do the show and everything. Uh, might be a little late. I, I don't know. My I will. I'll know. I'll text you and let you know exactly today. Or yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'd much rather do the show on Friday with you than Thursday without you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, going out there i guess we're gonna fly in yeah i'll be there tomorrow night so i'll be there for four four whole days you're kind of excited about it this is the vibe i'm getting like a lot of times when i travel for yeah. work even if it's a if it's maybe sounds fun to a normal person it's like ah, i know but i'm wrapping it in all this like stress and pressure of like, but i feel like even though i know you have that you're filming you're hoping to get one or two videos out of that week just need one just one um yeah it's gonna be super easy too like it's hmm. just we got the house to blow up. We got a, a 150 pounds of explosives. We've got two explosives guys, uh, Richard Ryan with his high speed stuff and his explosive knowledge. I've got my two camera guys, um, and uh, you know we got lots of. The key to making one of those videos work is having lots of backup plans, and we have that. So that, you know there's there's a dozen machine guns, and there's three or four mannequins, and there's ten sets of body armor, and there's um, you know we got drones and. Uh, a tank and uh, multiple tanks, really. I think. And, Are you uh, going to have so, the explosion on your channel? You think? Yeah, we'll do. Um, we got the explosives guys there, so I think it's going to be good. They're gonna. I, I'm looking forward to seeing. I want to do bullet penetration. Like I want to shoot through mm -hmm. the house and like sweep back and forth and really just riddle the house with bullets and see what that actually looks like in real life because it's it's done so much in movies, but I've never done anything like that in real life. Not a. Yeah, and in movies it doesn't house. count. Like I remember Predator, when they. They, they knew that the bad guy was in the jungle there, so they all shot, and they pretty much chopped the forest down with yeah. bullets. And the child version of me was like, oh, I guess that's what it would be like. The adult version of me is like, it would take a lot of bullets to clear a, a forest. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how realistic that... I've all, more I've, than I've five wanted, humans could hold, I think. The one guy had the minigun, and then the one guy had the six-barrel grenade launcher, so they were really laying some power down. I'd like to shoot a minigun into a forest like that and replicate that scene. Um, that'll happen one day, because I've wanted to do it for so long. Mm -hmm. All I need is the forest, you know, because I have access to really any I, I feel like I the want. forests in our area aren't that thick. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it needs to be like in Florida. And, yeah, and they look thick from... 100 yards away but then when you get up to it it's, it's not as dense yeah uh but i've always wanted to recreate that scene from Predator. Yeah. but yeah it does seem a little you know it's, it's a movie they're fighting yeah. a seven foot tall alien with a laser gun on its shoulder i don't expect too much realism from that <laughs> uh, I, I love that movie though that's that's one of the most perfect action movies ever made uh you got two governors out there fighting a seven foot alien who in some scenes, is being uh, portrayed by uh, Dennis Rodman. He's the one in the suit. I didn't um, know that. And I'm trying to think. They they went back and forth. They he he was a he was being a super uh, diva about the whole thing, and they ended up getting rid of him. Originally, before him, it was going to be Jean Claude Van Damme. Schwarzenegger had talked him into doing it, 
and he thought it was going to be a big thing for his career. And they're like, no, no, you're in the mask the whole time, Jean-Claude. Like, do all the splits and spin kicks you want, but nobody's going to see that shit. And he, he got all pissed off and left the movie as well. Um, I think originally they just put a giant motherfucker in that suit who was like seven feet tall or something and just went with it. But I don't know. You got Billy the Indian cutting himself in the chest with that knife. Uh, he, he, the guy asked Billy, he's like, what's wrong, Billy? I'm afraid. Bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. It ain't no man out there. It's so great. It's so good. <laughs> and, you know, like, like in the beginning when Schwarzenegger and uh, Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed back in uh, uh, um, Rocky, Rocky, like, like, like shake hands. And they do that like superpower uh, lifter, <laughs> like handshake where it's like they like. Ah, Dylan, you son of a bitch! And you like look at their arms, and both of their like arms are just gargantuan. I love that shit. I, I love the super uh, supersized action heroes of the '80s. Yeah, I feel like action heroes aren't supersized anymore. Jason They're Statham, not? you're fantastic. But if I saw you at the grocery store, I wouldn't know you were an action hero. That's all because of Die Hard. That's what that, that's what Die Hard did to the action genre. So that movie was originally gonna be written as Commando Part Two, which is you know Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, character uh, taking down a bunch of terrorists in a high-rise building. But it, it bounced around two or three or four more times till he got to Bruce Willis, and he became your every man's action hero, the guy who's just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he rises to the challenge instead of the superhuman. Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Stallone yeah. type. Who's just the crush anything in my path? Who's the really good-looking guy who played a driver? Jason Statham. Nope, has blonde hair. I think being good-looking is like one of the hallmarks of this guy. Uh, Gosling. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Gos Gosling in the movie Driver. Driver. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That guy just. I mean, did you, it, see, drive, did you see Driver though? Drive, that's what it's called. Drive. Drive. I I think I did see it. I don't know if I. I think I fell asleep in it though. But I definitely oh, saw the shit. start of it. Did and you get to the action parts of it? It starts off with action. Did you get to the part with the hammer? I don't think so. Then you haven't seen the movie. You should start again. Drive. <laughs> drive, drive is way up there on my list of like. Huh. I, I, Gosling made another movie the next year called um, something The Pines, and he made another one. Um, uh -huh. uh, where he was in Japan and his mother was involved and both of them stunk I thought but Drive is uh, it's like an 80s movie with the, with the soundtrack the, the soundtrack's really 80s the, uh, the pink cursive uh, text on the screen you know for the titles and all that's really 80s but he's, a, he's, like a, he's like a modern day Clint Eastwood if you ask me he's just really quiet really soft spoken but about halfway through that film it gets violent and he explodes into the most violent character in the whole movie, and I, and I really like it. Hmm. Drive. That sounds cool. All right. Call it a show? Yep. I got a pack up. Very good. PKN episode 63. I hope you guys enjoyed it.